Welcome back, everybody, to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. The voice you're hearing, these dulcet tones, belong to Misty Stinnett, and the absence of sound that you're hearing belongs to Lisa Linky. Lisa is still out this week volunteering like crazy for Surge, which is showing up for racial justice. So thankfully, I am joined again by very special guest host, Andrew Scottsco. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Andrew, so graciously last week covered the book, The Infinite Game. And it is one of those books that could possibly change the entire way that you approach life. It's fucking amazing. It's by Simon Sinek. Oh, hello. This is an explicit podcast. We are <laughs> oh, hi. Hello. We like to fucking cuss. We do sometimes because it's it's not it's not shock value. We're not trying to be edgy. It's how we talk. It's how our generation talks. So Andrew is back with us again for a very special mini-sode. Now, if you are joining the podcast for the first time, you may be looking for a full book review. And I got to tell you, this is not your episode. Every single Friday we do. But it is your podcast. But it is your podcast. And we are your tiny pocket friends. And we're so glad you're here. So Tuesdays, hello. That's us from your pocket. I wonder if anyone listens to this, like presses play and just puts it in their pocket. I wonder if they do. Do you think anyone like fast forwards just to the pocket friends part? How would they know? That would be very impressive and intuitive. Good point. But this is the podcast where every single Friday we read and review a popular self-help book, sometimes not so popular books, and we give you the summary, what's useful about it, maybe some trouble points to look out for. And we try and read these books so that you can know if purchasing the book and investing your time in it is going to be worth it, or if you should absolutely skip over the blazing garbage dumpster fire um, that maybe everybody else loves looking at you, Jen Sincero and Rachel Hollis. Anyway, this is a weekly biff. It's our Tuesday episode. And th- these are our minisodes to explore supplemental material to have guests on to maybe do some self-help trivia, thought-provoking questions. Every now and then we read a poem. Who can imagine? But all sorts of the nitty, gritty, dark, twisted corners of the self-help world. It is, as Lisa likes to say, the lab to your lecture. So here we are trying to walk the walk of self-help instead of just talking the talk. And that's what's happening. So to dive in, Andrew uh, last week gave me beautiful homework about identifying my why and just causes for a few different areas of my life. And I'm still working those out and thinking about them. It's not something that I want to speed up the process too much on, especially if I'm going to readjust major points in my life to try and pivot towards those. Just one note on that, by the way, you don't have to get it right the first time. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, so I you, can, you can edit many, many times. Dude, as like a perfectionist and a woman in a capitalistic society and a type A strategy brain, I do try and get things right on the first time and I do need permission to fail. So thank you for that. But if anybody from the last episode has identified their why, 
and a just cause or a few of them, please write in to go help yourself podcast at gmail.com and let me know what that was. Did that resonate with you? Um, let us know what that was. We would love to hear it. Copy me as well. I would love to hear that from that last conversation. You can hit me up at andrew at enliven.fm. I would love to hear what resonated with people. Oh, yeah. And as a reminder, Andrew is an amazing serial entrepreneur, business advisor, hacker, cool person, and podcast host. Uh, we read his amazing bio on the last episode. And he's here today. Again. Still here. Thank you. <laughs> because he never left. Uh, because Andrew, you and I did something really cool about a month ago, and it was actually your suggestion. Can you talk a little bit about what we did? Yeah. And uh so what we did was a virtual meditation retreat. Yeah. And I want to give you just major props for saying yes, because <laughs> meditation retreats, like, it's, I feel like it's one of those things where people are like, oh my God, that's amazing. I always want to do it. And then they get the opportunity and they're like, oh, this is not a good time. Not a good time. Ah, the cat I can't. is sick. There's a global pandemic. Andrew basically was like, hey, I'm going to do this retreat. Here's the link. I think you'd really dig it. You should do it. Let me know what you think, but no pressure. And I really, did not want to do it and was like, but I'm waiting on like five big phone calls at the end of the week. And also it's virtual. So like, how do I talk to my roommate about giving me the space? Or like, what if my home's not perfectly peaceful? And also I think if, if this had been an in-person invitation, it would have been really expensive to like travel to. So the one we did was through spiritrock.org, which where is it? Is it Utah? No, Spirit Rock is about an hour north of San Francisco. Oh, okay. Okay. So we could have driven there or I could have driven there if this had been in person. So, um, but I asked Andrew to come back on so that we could talk about our individual experiences doing this. So I did the virtual meditation retreat in my apartment, in my room. And Andrew, you did the virtual meditation retreat mostly in your living room. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right? But we both have roommates and had to navigate around that. And you have been to this specific meditation retreat in person, right? Yeah. So I've done a, a couple of retreats over the last you know few years. I, I started meditating quite a while ago, but I didn't I think I would say I didn't get kind of serious about it until I don't know, 2017, maybe? Okay. So about three years ago. Okay. Um, and yeah, my first retreat I ever went on um, was actually this retreat in person at Spirit Rock in July 2017. So for anybody who's not familiar, and I've only ever been on one meditation retreat in my life, and it was this one a month ago, and it was virtual, what is a meditation retreat? Right. So it... <laughs> it's kind of exactly what it sounds like, right? It's it's a, a time you're setting you're you're setting aside to go practice meditation. What does that mean, right? Everyone's heard of meditation, but what the hell does that actually look like? You know, realistically, it, you're not doing a lot. I mean, you're, what you're doing on meditation retreat, really, in my experience, is you're practicing obviously meditation. But what does that mean? It's practicing being fully present, moment by moment, without pushing away the moment, whatever's happening in the moment, or, or holding on to it, like trying to keep it around. Yeah. Right? And, and that's, that's one way you can kind of, you know, people hear this word mindfulness a lot. It's very sort of in vogue in the last, you know, few years. Um, that's really like one way to say mindfulness is sort of um, a non-judgmental awareness or presence of just whatever is happening in this moment without mm -hmm. pushing it away or holding on to it. You're just being with whatever. 
Yeah. And that's what you're practicing on retreat. Yeah. So a lot of times, like historically, traditionally, you'll go away on retreat. Like you will sort of go away somewhere out of your normal, out of the normal world, out of your daily life. And you're going on retreat. And so you're setting aside the world to practice this and have that time and space for yourself to nurture yourself and your practice and so on and so forth. So you're away from like kids, chores, work. Yeah. Like you were, you were fully there and doing that and entirely. And probably in a beautiful setting, right? Mm-hmm. Next I, I, to other like-minded people. Yep. You're there. You're, you know, it's typically, it's uh, certainly at the, at the earlier stages, it's a shared thing there. People, you know, more advanced in their practices will sometimes do solo retreats, but I would not start there. Um, mm. Uh, so it's definitely things. So, and so typically, you know, the, the classic kind of first long retreat someone goes on is a 10 day silent retreat. Oh my God. Which, yeah. It, That's it, too much for a first one. It is a lot. It is a lot for a first one. Uh, I would say jump, you, you could jump in. Like if you never meditated before in your life, you could do it. It would be a lot. I wouldn't recommend jumping all the way into 10 days. I would kind of work your way up. I would do like a half day. Then I would do like a three day. Those are very common. There's lots of those. Yeah. And then I would probably jump to 10. Okay. Um, and, and so it's an amazing practice, uh, and, and an opportunity to kind of like a gift to yourself. Yeah. And so I think if you ever get the opportunity and you can make it work because it's so uncommon in our lives these days to make it, to have that like, oh my God, this could actually happen. I say go for it, you know? Yeah. So just to zoom out a bit and highlight the differences. So an in-person retreat, I understand that you surrender your phone when you first get there. I understand that, you know, you just walk into a cafeteria at a specified time and a meal has been prepared for you and you don't really have to do much but be, right? Just show up, be present, notice thoughts as they come, notice the breath and and that practiced, experienced meditation teachers will guide you for mm-hmm. like an hour at a time. And then you might go do a walking meditation for a specified amount of time and then have a break and then go back into another guided meditation. So that is my understanding of the in-person retreat. Yeah, right? that's that's pretty spot on. Like you're there, you're, you, you're there, it's got a container, it's sort of, it's got a set schedule. Basically, everything's done for you. You're just there to practice. Great. You just kind of do what the guide suggests. Yeah, there's guidance and teachers. And like you'll have, you know, practice meetings so that they'll, they'll be guiding you and teaching you. And if you have questions, you can get those questions answered and things like that. But yeah, you're, you're primarily, you know, all day you're going to be practicing. Great. So then COVID is a thing. Damn it. And obviously there are so many people who are so many of us, myself included, who are craving ways of finding more space around us, you know, psychological space, peaceful space, inner space. And it's so hard right now. And so in comes the virtual meditation retreat, which Mm -hmm. in some ways is incredible because for the retreat that we did, and this is my first time ever doing it, here's what was challenging. Talking to my roommate and saying, hey, I'm going to be mostly silent for four days. You might think I'm a weirdo. I'm going to be walking around the apartment really slowly if I'm doing (laughs) walking meditations. And also, if you need me, but it's not emergency, see if it can wait a few days, right? So that was awkward saying to a new roommate, also awkward, you know, if my room isn't a perfectly peaceful oasis, 
having to deal with that. The dishwasher and laundry was still nearby. I was very tempted to do mm-hmm. these other yep. things. And, and so that was challenging because I think I really would have loved to be in a desert with beautiful mountains nearby or near an ocean, you know, in the sound of the crashing waves. That would have been really fucking cool. And I was very much alone, but what was cool is that, um, spiritrock.org did four live streamed meditation, guided meditations throughout the day. There were suggested schedules of your own walking meditations, when to eat lunch, what kind of foods to prepare. So that was really helpful. And then some optional morning meditation, evening meditation. So it was, it was cool in the sense that like, okay, I know this next session is going to go for about 45 minutes or an hour. They let me know that there's going to be 15 or 20 minutes of guided meditation and the rest is going to be a Q&A, right? So you could ask a lot of questions. So here's what was really cool about the virtual online retreat, I thought, and please jump in. Sure. There were almost 800 people Mm -hmm. attending from all over the world. Yep. People who could never have made it to Spirit Rock. Yeah. So one of the things that's really great about this is like there, there's, um, you know, thankfully over the last, whatever, 20 years, 40 years, there, so I'm just speaking to the United States context, like these practices have taken root here. There's communities, there's resources, there's teachers, et cetera. Um, but you know, it's still growing a lot. And so accessibility is a real thing. And yeah. I will, I give, I give a lot of props to this community because every single time there's like, they're really, really mindful, <laughs> go figure yeah. about all of these types of issues about like, can people afford it? Can they get there? Whatever they've like, you know, different, they have lots of different options to try to make it more accessible to people. Yeah. But the geographic limitation and the space limitation is one that's hard to get around. Yeah. So I think one of the sort of silver linings of the pandemic is it's, you know, it's forced everybody to go online. And so now everybody can get access to the best teachers. Yes. And that's amazing. Yeah. If you don't have $1,000 to spend on yeah. a meditation retreat, you can still attend and get what you need without yeah. that. So that's something I thought was really cool. So, I, you know, I think what you're speaking to is great because a lot of the things when I was going into this, having only done a residential retreat before, I was a little nervous mm-hmm. saying like, oh man, like, I don't know, it's going to be hard. It's going to be too distracting with like in my normal life, in my apartment with like the TV and the computer and whatever. And like, certainly the, there were some new challenges that I wouldn't have on a residential retreat. Yeah. But the upside actually, there was a real upside there other than the accessibility and all that, which is is a real upside. Yeah. The other upside that I didn't expect was typically on retreat for me, it's been hard to maintain that sense of mindfulness when I leave retreat and I come home, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I lose it after like two days and it's like, right. damn it, you know? Um, and it was great to be able to practice in my everyday spaces. And I have found myself having a little more w- what they would call continuity of mindfulness. Like it just, I've been able to kind of maintain that sense of peace and groundedness and spaciousness yeah. in my everyday spaces because this is where I, you know, practiced. And that's been a real upside. Yeah. And I don't have anything to compare it to because this is my first meditation retreat ever. But good for you though. Thank you. Thank, and thank you for inviting me on it. I wouldn't have even known about it if you hadn't told me. But realizing how many times I wanted to reach for my phone, how many times I wanted to listen to music, check email, do laundry, call someone, you know, and I hadn't surrendered my phone. It was right there in my desk drawer if I wanted it at any point. But realizing like, oh, I can still reach a place of peacefulness or not even peacefulness, presence, because a lot of what came up for me on the retreat, just by finally being still for four days, it was a four-day retreat, 
was a lot of sadness and just being present with whatever was there, including all of the domestic triggers. And I wasn't perfect. I checked my phone a couple times because I had some timely phone calls coming in and I, but it was my first retreat. And then I practiced self-compassion, you know, for that sort of stuff. But it was really cool to get to know my mind better. It was really challenging and difficult and also great. And yeah. I'm so glad I did it. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that intimidates a lot of people and I totally get that. I've felt that too. I still do. Um, but there is, I think, such, such upside and it's such a beautiful thing when, when you, to become friends with your own mind, which takes time. Yeah. But, you know, I think better to start now than not. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you find that the virtual retreat was as effective as the in-person retreat? Yes, in different ways. It's certainly different, but I think I wouldn't put, I think, look, what I think is great is people practicing meditation and practicing mindfulness. If that's on retreat at another place, if it's at home in their own place, if it's walking through their office when we have, when more people are in their offices again, if Mm -hmm. it's in the grocery store, I think that's what matters. I I wouldn't put, I don't try, I try not to put all the stuff on a pedestal. It's just like, I think it's great that you took time to practice and give that gift to yourself and nurture yourself, period. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. And for anyone who's interested, I think Spirit Rock does have some one-day retreats coming up and they're really reasonably priced and they have options. It's sliding scales. They have options for if you need a quote-unquote scholarship rate, you know, those sorts of things. I'll also link to uh, one of my favorite yoga teachers in show notes as well, because now it's like we've got yoga classes online. We've got, uh, I do therapy over Zoom with my therapist. There's meditation retreats online. You can do all of this in the safety and comfort of your own home, which I think is so awesome. Yeah. There's a couple other places that are, that would be good to look in case Spirit Rock doesn't have those. And, and I'll, you know, we can put those in the show notes too. Absolutely. And I just encourage everybody, like, if you have a place that you love or that you wish would do online meditation, you know, you can point to places like this as places who, who have led a really successful, you know, 800 person meditation retreat. And the cool thing was that the teachers were so intersectional. There were LGBTQ teachers, teachers of color, different ages. There was also a straight white guy. You know, we've got everybody in the mix. Yeah, th- this this community is very intersectional. It's very yeah. welcoming, very mindful, go figure. <laughs> I really loved that because they all uh, shared general. so many different stories about how meditation impacted their life. And it wasn't just, I was in an ashram in India. Like it was like, hey, I was a single mother. Mm-hmm. you know, sleeping in a shelter with mm-hmm. my six-month-old baby, and here's how meditation brought me peace. So I thought that was cool. So I want to end today's mini-sode with a poem that one of the teachers read to us during the retreat. This is, uh, the teacher's name was Tuwere Salah, and this poem is called The Patience of Ordinary Things by Pat Schneider. And I loved this poem because it was all about finding the support around you that maybe is right in front of your face that you didn't even notice. And I have not looked at ordinary things the same way since. So here's the poem. It is a kind of love, is it not? How the cup holds the tea, how the chair stands sturdy and foursquare, how the floor receives the bottoms of shoes or toes, how soles of feet know where they're supposed to be. I've been thinking about the patience of ordinary things, How clothes wait respectfully in closets, and soap dries quietly in the dish, and the towels drink the wet 
from the skin of the back and the lovely repetition of stairs. And what is more generous than a window? I love that poem. It's so good. It's so good. So with that, everybody, may your virtual peacemaking and space-taking be abundant. Be good to yourself. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know you can also find us on the social medias. Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast. Twitter at G-H-Y podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.